The Kutu Sikha is Chelek Yudzayin Tazariya Aleph. The Sikha is on the Pasik of Ubayoyim Hashmini Yimel Basar Alase, which is on this week's parsha, the mitzvah of a bris on the eighth day. And we'll explore the idea that a bris must take place during the day and not at night. Even a, a postponed bris must be during the day. Even if it's not on the eighth day, it's still on two weeks later. It still has to be during the daytime and not at night. And we're going to ask the question, why uh, by the night of the carbon Pesach in Mitzrayim did many Yidin have a bris milah even though it was night? On the side, we're going to explore whether the, the first Pesach in Mitzrayim, the Yidin were obligated to observe Pesach to not do malacha. And we're going to end with the explanation of what was unique about that night and how it contributed to uh, the Dilugukfitsa, the, the, to the Pesach, to the going out of our limitations that ultimately uh, defined Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So let's do this inside. The Pasuk in our parsha which says that on the eighth day, a person needs to be given a bris, to circumcise his foreskin. So the Chazal tell us, both in the Medrash Sifra, in the Tereskeonim, in Gemara, it has to be on the eighth day, it has to be during the daytime, and not at night. When laid them, it says that the Dinin ain't molim balayla, is nishadish kivarin erst noch matan teira, which would teach us, which would imply that this bedin, that Mila has to be at night, is something that we learn after Matan How And however, before Matan it may have been permissible to do a bris at night. The Gemara in Shabbos learns this din from a different Pasuk. The Gemara in Shabbos, Learns that from the fact that it says Ben it says Yamim days. This teaches us that a bris has to be during the day. In other words, it's learned in parshas for parshas lechlacha, which is before matan And Tezvas teaches that the main limut, the primary learning, is from this pasuk in lechlacha. And in uh, in Parshas Tazria is only reinforcing what was already learned in Parshas Lech Lecha. Is this Mana? It would only be relevant to a bris that was done in the right time on the eighth day. A bris is supposed to be done on the eighth day. If it's being done on the eighth day, it can't be done the night before because it's not yet the eighth day. It can't be done the night after because it's not the eighth day anymore. So therefore, it has to be by day. How do I know that a bris that had to be postponed, let's say, for medical reasons, a bris that had to be postponed uh, uh, is, is happening two weeks later, does it have to be during the day or can it be even at nighttime? So, that both opinions, even the opinion that learns that Mila, that Mila by Yoim is learned from Parshas Lachlacha, when it's a milo shaloi bismana, a postponed bris, this is learned from the vav of uba yei mashmini in our pasuk, in our parsha. Vitesis is das mevayer, as is explained in Tesis. Uba mele das eshtas chadis kivar nachmatan teira, which means that it's only after matan teira that we learn that a bris shaloi bismana, a postponed bris, has to be uh, during the daytime and not at night, which would imply that before matan teira, if the bris was not bisman. 
it's possible that it would be permitted to be even at night. And in Sif Beis, we're going to uh, uh, elaborate on this idea by telling us an interesting medrash, a beautiful medrash, about the bris of the Yidin on the eve of Pesach in Mitzrayim. So we'll preface what it says in the medrash, when the Yidin were still in Mitzrayim, many of the Yidin did not accept upon themselves to be circumcised. Make the carbon Pesach. The Abishter commanded the wind from all the four corners of the world to blow very strongly into the world, into Mitzrayim. And what the winds did is they spread the aroma of the carbon Pesach to all the Yidden. And the Yidden smelled the carbon Pesach and they wanted to take part in it. So they came to Moshe Rabbeinu, they said to him, please, feed us from your carbon Pesach. It smells so wonderful. It smells so delicious. We want to have a peace. Could we have a peace? So Moshe tells them, First, he tells them some of the other psukim with regards to a bris. And then he tells them, with regards to carbon Pesach. And then he tells them, that if a person is uncircumcised, they can't eat the carbon Pesach. So he said to them, he said to them, if you don't, if you're not circumcised, then you can't eat the carbon Pesach. It's one of the prerequisites to a carbon Pesach that the person who's eating it, or really the person who's part of the Chabura, but at least the person who's eating it has to be circumcised. So immediately they went and they circumcised So they right away, they didn't circumcise themselves, so that way they should be able to take part in the carbon of Pesach HaMesh Rabbeinu. From the Medrash Kumtois. So in this Medrash, we derive, we deduce, as Eden HaMzich Malgiven Belel Pesach, that the Eden had a bris on the night of Pesach. Nochmer, from the Medrash, especially Shira Shirim Raba, which is another Medrash that talks about the same story of the winds uh, encouraging the Yidin to, to come to the Karpen Pesach, which previously was from Shmois Raba, and it's also in Shira Shirim Raba, is Masma, but from the Medrash in Shira Shirim Raba, it seems to imply, as the Mesha never even told them this command that. An oralless, uncircumcised person cannot partake in the carbon Pesach. Bees by nacht until that night. When Eden in beten by maybe it may have been possible that Moshe told it to them earlier and then had to tell it to them again. From the Medrash Shira Shirim Rabbah, it seems that Moshe had never told them this necessity to circumcise themselves until that night. So it comes out that the Eden had a bris. Uh, those Yidin that had not yet been circumcised, circumcised themselves on the night of Pesach in order to partake in the carbon Pesach. Isn't it move on? And now we have a question. Although it might be true that it was permissible to be circumcised because before Matan Teirah, these are adults. So clearly it wasn't being done on the eighth day. It's allowed to be done even at night. As far as the Chabarah it still demands an explanation. At least on the deeper level. 
Since the fact that many of the Yidin circumcised themselves not on their own initiative, but because the Abishter ordained that there should be winds, that should encourage them to want the Karban Pesach. And Moshe could tell them to, take, to have to have a breeze. The wind or the aroma caused that they should want to eat for Moshe's Karban Pesach. Hashem could have done the same trick or a similar trick before dark. And then Moshe would command the Yidin that an uncircumcised person cannot eat the carbon Pesach. And then they would have had a bris by day. In other words, even though we said in Sif Alev that before Matan it was okay to have a Milush Lebesmana at night, but we know that the proper thing to do, the better thing to do, is for the bris to be by day. So Mele, if it was on their own thing, so whenever they got excited about it, it's fine. But if it's being uh, 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 organized, arranged by the Abishter, by making a bris, by making a wind, it's going to inspire them, encourage them, awaken them. Do it, do it a little earlier. Do it a little earlier. And that way it'll be during the daytime and the Yidin's bris will have happened by day. So that's our question. Why did the Abishter not arrange that the brisen should the bris of the yidden should be by daytime. Now, in Seif Gimel and Dalad, we're going to bring a Yefei Tayar, which is a Pirus on the Medrash, that's going to say that Taka, this whole story happened before Hashecha, before dark. And the Rebbe is going to refute it and say for two reasons, for both reasons that the Yefei Tayar brings, they're both invalid and it's clear that the bris that the, that the carbon pesach and the bris was done at night. The Yefei Tayar Vilzagin, the Yefei Tayar wants to say, it's possible that this was before dark. It brings two compelling proofs for this. Number one, he says, after dark it was Yamtiv. And you a Milashalebizmana is not Dekha Yamtiv. You do it on the eighth day, regardless of what day it is. But if the middle is slave is manna, then you're not allowed to, uh, for various reasons, you're not allowed to make a bris on Yantiv, and therefore you push the bris off. So that's one hechrich. It was Yantiv, you can't make a bris on Yantiv. And the second hechrich is that is not, you can't do mila at night, which is the discussion that we're having. The Fetayar comes to the conclusion that because you can't do a bris at night, this must have happened before, before dark. We can't follow what the Yefei Tayar says. The Shira Shirim Rabba brings the Posik on, brings this Medrash, the story on the Posik, the king was gathering at his table. And according to that Medrash, this king is Moshe Rabbeinu. And the gathering at the table is referring to his carbon Pesach. He's Klor Asikven Balaylo. So it's clear that this happened at night when Moshe was actually ready to eat his carbon Pesach. That this happened It happened when Moshe and the Yidin were gathered around their tables to eat their carbon Pesach in Mitzrayim. The carbon Pesach for sure was at night. Not before dark. So clearly, since this is happening during the night when you're eating the carbon Pesach, clearly this happened at night. And the two proofs that the 
Yefetayar brings Aleph Mila Shalebizman as Nedech Yamtiv. Number one, that Mila Shalebizman as Nedech Yamtiv. And Beis Ain Mila Belayla, that you can't do Mila at night. Then in Itmachriach, both of these are not compelling. Aleph, we're going to go backwards here. Yefetayar brings first the fact that it was Yamtiv, and second, the fact that it's a, that you can't do a bris at night. So, so the first thing that Rebbe brings here, Aleph, is about the Mila at night. The Gizok for here is that Dinas Ain Mila Belayla by Shalebizman, the din that you can't have a bris at night by a milish mana was only introduced after matan teira. This is before matan teira, so therefore there's no proof from here that for, that a mila balayla because at this point you could have a mila balayla. Bays with regards to the other proof that the yifetayar brings that it was yomtiv and you can't do a bris on yomtiv. So the rabbi is going to say two things first from here till the end of seiv gimel and second in seiv dalit. The, the first half is going to say that in Mitzrayim, they, were, they did not observe Yomtev. The, 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 the fact that we don't do Malacha and Yomtev did not start that year when the Yidden were still in Mitzrayim. And it's going to explain. We do not find the fact that that, that first Pesach in Mitzrayim, there was an Isra Malacha. There was an Isra Malacha. That says, on the first day of Pesach. And on the seventh day of Pesach, as Mikra Kedush is a holy day, and you're not allowed to do Malach, state in Parsha's boy, even though it's written in Parsha's boy. And boy is before Matan Torah, boy is that time when the Yidnari Mitzrayim moves the number Zogin as their Pesach Gretzich Nit, Vegan Pesach Mitzrayim. We must say that that is not talking about Pesach Mitzrayim. Varum, Pesach Mitzrayim, Elenegim Echad. Pesach Mitzrayim is only, was only a one-day thing because the next day they were out. They were out of Mitzrayim. And in the Pesach is talking about the seventh day. So if there's no seventh day, then there's no first day. Meaning to say, just like the, the Pesach is talking about a time when you can have a first day and a seventh day, and there was no seventh day in Mitzrayim, so clearly that Pesach is not talking about Pesach Mitzrayim. It's talking about later years. And therefore, the Easter Malacha begins later on, and there was no Easter Malacha on that Pesach, and therefore, there's no Easter for Bris. In the brackets, in the next two paragraphs, he's going to explain maybe he's going to try to answer and then refute the answer that maybe there's two parts to the Pesach, and at least the part was kept. And he's going to say that that can't be for three reasons. And you can't answer. And the Pasuk is referring to two independent dinim that are not connected one to another. The first half of the Pasuk is talking about the seventh day, the first day, which was applicable to Pesach Mitzrayim. And the second Pasuk is on the seventh day. Which was only applicable later on in the future generations. You can't say that. Vile. Because... Three explanations, three reasons. Aleph, number one, in Pasuk state, that no malacha should be done on them, on those days in the plural. There's one Pasuk, there's one part of the Pasuk that says no malacha should be done on those days, namely the first and the seventh. The Pasuk uh, 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 groups them together. Base. The second point of why you can't separate these two dinim. If on this pasuk, the mechilta says, So from this pasuk, I know that Shvi shall pesach. The last day of yamtiv is How do I know also the first day? 
the Madrish understands, the Mechilta understands that it's referring to Shvishal Pesach. Since it also says, we know that it would apply also to the first day of Yom Tov. So this would imply that based on the Mechilta, that Ikira is the state of Yom Tov. The main Easter, the primary Easter is Bayem And from this, we can deduce that also Bayem Arishan is also Asabim Malachat. When we bought the Pesach Mitzrayim, it did get under the Ikira Easter Bayem And since the Pesach Mitzrayim, the primary Easter didn't exist, there was no seventh day of Yantif. First statement the Mela as Eich, their Easter, Noisef Bayem Arishan, that's the Knit like Pesach Mitzrayim. So the additional Easter. Of the first day, which is something that's added on to the seventh day, would also not apply if the primary doesn't apply, then the secondary for sure doesn't apply. So, based on the Mechilta, you can't learn by Yemarish and Mikrakadish that it means that Yisra Melacha if you don't have the Yemarish and Mikrakadish. And Gimel, the third point, but basically, Mitzrayim is Bechlan and Gimel Yemarish. Yemarish means the first day, the first means the second and the third or, or more. You can't call it Yemarish. You would call it the, day, the, the, the one day of Yantif. But you're saying by Yemarishin, you're already telling me that there's more days to Yantif, which didn't exist by Pesach Mitzrayim. So therefore, the Easter of Kal Malach does not apply to, um, to this Pesach Mitzrayim. And therefore, they could have had a bris at night. So the fact that the Yifetayar says that it was during the day, during the day because Ein Molin be Yantif, because Ein Molin be Yantif doesn't apply that year, because that year there was no Easter Malach. Seif Dalit. In Seif Dalit, it's going to address the Ran. The Ran says, um, the Lashon over there is, the Pesach Mitzrayim lay noag ela layla v'yayim, ulemachar ayumitarim b'malacha. So the Ran holds that, that even that year, there was an Easter Malacha on the first day of Pesach. So maybe, according to the, at least according to the Ran, that this is a proof that the that the that the bris of the yidn happened during the daytime earlier because you can't do a, because it was yantif and you can't do a bris. So here he's going to learn a gishmakim shetel that it could the bris could have still been at night even though it was yantif and yantif is also b'malacha. I feel the later day I found out as a pesach mitzrayim is yet given an isur b'malacha even according to the day of that in pesach mitzrayim there wasn't isur b'malacha. Can men for emfin the kashaf in that we could still answer the question. V is milish levis manadech yamtiv. How they were able to do uh, to do a bris on yamtiv? Ubehaktim adio kinlosh na medrash and shira shinim rabba. By first prefacing a point that could be made in the medrash. Over there it says kula machuzicher melum de milchama ishchar bialirech. It brings the pasuk from shira shirim that they were all uh, uh, well learned in battle, holding their swords uh, with their swords on their on their waists on their hips. So the Madrid says on this Pasik that when Mesha told them that they have to have a breeze in order to eat the carbon pesach, each person took his sword from his waist, umal and circumcised himself. That's what the Madrid says. That's how eager they were to eat the carbon pesach, that they 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 withdrew the sword from their, their, their belt and they circumcised themselves on the spot. So we have two questions on this. Why mention what tool they used? Why did say and to say immediately they circumcised themselves right away? Why is it relevant that they used the sword? 
versus the Adgosha base versus the Adgosha Har Boy Zain Cherev. Why is there an emphasis that each person took their own sword? The Mainav community, their Cherev is Zain, other for Nimitz Who cares? Why is it relevant if it was his own sword or someone else's sword? The way the Medrash says, not al Charboy al each person took their own sword. Why does it have to be a sword? And why, why is it relevant that it was a sword? And why is it relevant that it was that each person took their own sword? But this answers the, the, the above mentioned question. When is Mila Malacha Yamtiv? When is Mila forbidden on Yamtiv? Then Zivetkitan Kedarka. If she is done in the regular way, be Ismail with a small knife, which is specifically used for brisn for circumcisions. But if he used the sword, which is an unusual way to do the malacha, then because it's shalekidarka, because it's unusual, at least mid the iraisa, it would be mutter. The river is the medrish on their pasik vasar brink. This is why the Medrash and the Pasik upon which the Medrash is based emphasizes the fact that it was a sword to tell us that even if it was Yantiv and the Yantiv Mila is Asir, in this case they used the sword, which is Shalaik Darka and therefore permissible. Then it's about Obergestan and Cherev Stam, and to take this a step further, had it just said Cherev Stam, Voltman noch Alski can't mean and as the Red Sikh like a Cherev mit welchen Mizich Mal. If you would have just said each person took a sword, then you would have said maybe it's referring to a sword that is used specifically for a bris, and then it's Kedarka. Make for yourself a kind of sword, which Dashi teaches actually. At least uh, uh, Ismailine, which is uh, Izemel, which is a, a Mila knife, but it's called a Harbois. It's referred to as a sword. The river is the Pasik, Mad is Harboy, and therefore the Pasik says that each person took his own sword. Zain Cherev, the Cherev from Mulum de Melchama, the sword of the warriors. Versus Dachnitkin Cherev, which if it's there for war, it's obviously not a Cherev for a bris. So even if you're going to say, that that you can't do a mila on yontif, that would be kedarka with an ismo. If you're using a cherev, a, 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 a sword that's usually used for battle, and you're using it for a bris, it's shalei kedarka, and it's mutter, it's mutter on yontif, and therefore even if it was a knight, they could have still done the bris. And this refutes the approach of the Feitoyar, which wanted to say that this whole medris, the story, happened during the daytime because Ein Mila Biyamtiv or Ein Balayla. So, first of all, Ein Balayla doesn't apply because it was before Matuteira and it was a Mila Shalebizmana. And Ein Biyamtiv doesn't apply either because you follow the day uh, that, that, yam, that year, Bachlal, there was no Easter Malacha. And even if you follow the day of the Ran, that it, there was an Easter Malacha. But nevertheless, this Malacha was done Shalei Darka, and therefore it wouldn't have been a problem. So now we're going to go back to our original question. So if we're not following the Yifei Tayar, comes out that the bris of the Yidin was actually during the nighttime. So then this brings us back to square one. To our original question. Since this was or, or, or coordinated, so to speak, by the Eibishter because, because of the winds that blew and 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 uh, 
brought about the smell of the carbon Pesach that got the Yidden to make a, to do a bris. So the question is, why couldn't the Avistar play this whole game? Shouldn't call it a game, but this whole uh, uh, um, event, why couldn't it happen before dark? And that way the Yidden would have the bris before, when it was still daytime, and, that, and the bris would be by Yoim, which is certainly better, seemingly, than a bris being by night. Unless, as we're going to see in Sifei and Viter, that there was Dafka and Inyan in that bris being at night. That's, just, that's the, 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 how we're going to make a 180 degree turn here. And we're going to discover that that bris has a Dafka be at night. And that's what he's going to start explaining in Sifei. We're going to understand this by first introducing another reason, another explanation. Which some of the Achreinim bring to answer the question, how is it possible, that he, or why did the Yidin uh, have a bris at night? So these Achreinim say, as the nacht when you see it's Mitzrayim, is given, we are Zayar, in an eighth from Laila, Kayim, Yoyer, that that night, the night of the going, right, right, the night, prior to going out of Mitzrayim, the night of the carbon Pesach, the night illuminated like, was, it was illuminated like the day, it was bright as day. And therefore the night had a din of day. And therefore you could have a bris. That night you could have a bris, even at night, because the night was a day. Frekman have done the question on this is, if it had the din of a day, how did the Yidden fulfill the mitzvahs that need to be done at night? Achilas Pesach, matzah, mother, b'chulu, these things, eating the Gorb Pesach, eating matzah, eating mother, which had to be done at night. He says, Ichlos Abosah, Balayla, Azay, eat it at night. So if, if, it's a, if it's the night, then how do you do a bris? If it's the day, how do you do the other mitzvahs? Muzman Zagin. So therefore we must say, as the din fun yoyim, yoyim fun yoyim, the din, the fact that that night was considered a day, is as the Gabi Mitzvah's Mila only applied to the Mitzvah of Mila. But not with regard to the other mitzvahs of the carbon Pesach. And obviously, it's understood very obviously. With regards to the other things, eat it at this and this night. So clearly, that, that it wasn't about darkness and light. It was this was a time that they were supposed to eat it, regardless of if it was dark or light. That was the mitzvah of the carbon Pesach. Eat it in this and this night. But with regards to the mitzvah of Mila, it was still considered a day, a day, and because of that, the bris was allowed to be at, at, that, that night because the lai kayem yoy. That's the explanation that the achreinim give alpi nigel v'teira. The question is going to be alpi chesidus, alpi pnimi se'inyanim. How do we explain that with regards to bris, it was considered a, a, day, a day, and why dafke do a bris even even uh, even if the even if it was day? Why not? Why do it by day? By, by a night that's a day, and not by a day that's a day. So in Sivav, we're going to go into the Pnimi Yisrael The beer of Pnimi Yisrael Mitvos is Mitzvah Mila Andesh, but not the ear is the Nacht of Mepchines Balayla Kayim Yoyer. How do we explain that Pnimi Yisrael why, specifically with regards to the Mitzvah of Mila, was the night considered like the day? So here's the thing. The whole idea of Yitzis Mitzrayim was the idea of Pesach, of jumping, of, of going out of the normal order of 
the day. Hecher from Medida Vagbala from Teva going out of the constraints of nature. But Malpita, Baba Nidia can't raise game from Mitzrayim. Naturally speaking, the Eden could not have gone out of Mitzrayim. Saibegasmi is both on a physical uh, level. That even, a, even one servant could not escape from Mitzrayim. When Saibegasmi is also on a more Ruchnistic level, and the Eden given Muska. In them, Teshare, Tumarachman, and the Eden were immersed in 49 levels, 49 gates of impurity, and therefore they were not on a spiritual level that, would, that was ready to take them out of Mitzrayim. And therefore, the only way to get them out of Mitzrayim was to break nature, the, the, the nature of Gashmis and the nature of Ruchmis, and take them out of Mitzrayim. How do you break the constraints of nature? Down here, by breaking or nullifying the constraints, the Mitzrayim, which are the Gvulim, the borders, the, the structure. In other words, this world on down here is the very end of But before this world, there are other elements and other levels going back all the way to Atsilas. And how do you break the, the, the order? The, the, how do you break the Medidus Vagbalus of Teva here by breaking the Medidus Vagbalus, the constraints of the entire Seder Eishtasolos? But does that by bringing down a light that shines, that's coming from a place that's beyond Seder Eishtausulus, and therefore it overwhelms Seder Eishtausulus, it breaks its structure, it breaks its Medidus Vagbalus, and by that, and, and, and consequently, the, 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 this world, which is the very end of Seder Eishtausulus, the lowest level, also loses its Medidus Vagbalus and can experience a Pesach. Since everything comes from Teda, so since everything originates from Teda, so every experience has to start in Teda. So this whole also has to go through Teda in order to bring down a light that's higher than Seder Aishtasulus. In order to break the order, the nature of Seder Aishtasulus, this has to go through Teda. In Teda, that Nimshech von Hecher and Ard, Viteda is mit Atzmek Kiviachal, Hecher von Dimedidis von Teda, that in Teda you draw down something that is coming from a place that's higher than Teda, higher than the constraints of Teda. And once you are able to, to, to bring into Teda, Something that that's higher than Teda, then that could impact Seder Aishtausulus. That a light will come from higher from Seder Aishtausulus and break the nature of Seder Aishtausulus and thus break the nature of this world. And then there could be a Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Now, this will explain to us why Moshe Rabbeinu was told. To deliver, to convey this tzivoy, this command of an uncircumcised person not being allowed to eat the carbon Pesach. Specifically after it got dark. So that the mila of the Yidin should come out at night. 
Not wie es kommt danach, noch Matan Teda, not the way it would be after Matan Teda, according to the rules, the nature of Teda, that Mila has to be during the day. Here we had to break the rules of Teda, so to speak, and have a Mila at night. Now, halachically, it wasn't a problem because Laila Kayem Yoyer, but, but it still was a night, it still was on the clock, it was still night. So we were breaking the Medida of Teda in order to break the Medida of Seder Aishtalsulus, in order to break the Medida of this world, in order for there to be a Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, a Dilug and a Kvitza. If I'm understanding this correctly, this is an incredible vote. What he's telling us over here is that in order for Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim to happen, we have to go higher than Seder Aishtalsulus. In order to go higher than Seder Aishtalsulus, we have to go higher than Teda. And therefore, the Abis to arrange that should be a bris dafke at night, in, 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 in a laila kayem yor night, so that we're going higher than Teda in order to break the medida of Teda, in order to break the medida of Seder Aishtal Solos, in order for there to be a Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And we mam shech inside with more Aishtal the light that shined in that night was one that was higher than the entire city of the Shalsalus. Even higher than the constraints of Teda. And therefore, it was able to break the nature, the rules of Seyyidina Ishtalsalus. It was a, a ur that came down in the manner of dilug, in a manner of jumping, in a manner of going out of the normal order. There was able to be godliness in as she is filled with idolatry. It would be impossible to fuse together a gilia lakus in a place which is full of avedazar. But, 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 it became possible because there was an oil that came from the Malam Ishtalsalus. And because once we broke the, the Medida of Seder Ishtalsalus, we broke the Medida of nature in this world. We were able to jump over the, or, or, the normal order of nature. And it was possible to be Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which was totally unnatural. So we now understand the Pnimi Sayyanim a whole other thing. The fact that the bris was at night, uh, bris of the Eden was at night, wasn't because they never heard about it until now and it was too late and they had no choice. It was ordained to be dafke at night so that we go higher than the medida of Teira so that way we can impact Seder Aishtalsulus to break the medida v'agbala of Seder Aishtalsulus so that way we could break the medida v'agbala of Teva in this world and only then could there be a Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, only then could we break nature and allow the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim both Begashmius and Beruchmius. The question that remains to be answered is why bris? If we have to break the medida of Teira, why was the mitzvah of Brismila specifically used to break the Medida of Teda? Why not any other mitzvah? Why couldn't there be another mitzvah or another Indian in Teda that we went higher than Teda and did it in an earthen that's the Maile Medida Vagbala of Teda or Maile Medida of Teda? And why mitzvah of Bris? So that's what he's going to explain in Siv Zion. Just like there had to be a jump in Teda, meaning to say something to go beyond the, the, the ordinances, the constraints of Teda. 
in order for there to be Tzitzis Mitzrayim, Hazayat Gedarv Zayin Eich by Yidin in Aveda from Diluk, also by the Yidin themselves, they themselves had to serve Hashem in a manner of Diluk, the Maila Me Ishtal Shalos, about them going higher than their own Ishtal Shalos, than their own uh, natural order, in order to experience Tzitzis Mitzrayim. This is why the preparation to Yitzhak Mitzrayim was the blood of the carbon Pesach and the blood of the Bris Mila. These two, these two mitzvahs are an Aveda that are higher than Hagbala. Pesach is Milosh and Diluk. Pesach comes from the word to jump, which implies going higher than the normal order of nature. Unmila is in Yana Bris Oilam. Mila is a permanent covenant mit Nebishn with Hashem. An Abiker Farbund on Kain Shumagbolis, an eternal bond without any limitations, which implies that this is something that is higher than limitations. So both carbon pesach, which means kvitsa, jumping, which means going out of the limitations, and Mila, which is eternal and permanent, it means beyond limitations, infinite. So therefore, these are these two mitzvahs, because we want the yid to go out of their limitations, we have two mitzvahs that are infinite mitzvahs, or uh, mitzvahs with an infinite impact. And this will also explain why we find a novelty by the mitzvah of carbon Pesach and mitzvah of Mila, which doesn't exist by other positive mitzvahs, that they have a chi of kardis. Both uh, uh, someone who doesn't do carbon Pesach or someone who doesn't do a bris Mila, this is a chi of kardis. But now we understand why these two mitzvahs specifically have this extreme uh, 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 penalty, this extreme consequence of kardas. If you're talking about something that's beyond nature, beyond the breakdown into different various levels, you can't have uh, uh, um, medium levels, levels in the middle. Is ain't from the bed. That's one of the two. Oh, there are very forbidden with neighbors from the Tabris Elam, the Maila Mishinui as Mambligvul. Either he is connected to the Abishter, um, an eternal bond that is beyond the changes of time, it is infinite. When Abnit is Venichras of Gamer, otherwise, it has the totally opposite effect. And how to Rahman was signing Gansinit Kishachas Selakus. He has entirely no connection. In other words, when you're talking about uh, a, a, a regular mitzvah. So, uh, uh, so it's in the Medida Vagbala, it's step by step. So first you get a little bit connected and a little bit more connected. But when you're talking about an extreme mitzvah, that the either it's eternal, it's permanent, it's forever, there's no limitations, there's no constraints, or there's no, there's no connection. You can't have one or the other. Either we, just like we said about Yitzhak Mitzrayim, that either we take down all the limitations, even total limitations have to be removed. Otherwise, there's no limitations removed and you're stuck in Mitzrayim, a land filled with, with idolatry. So it's either or, it's all or nothing. And, and, and this is why by carbon Pesach and by Dam Mil and by Bris Mila, the, the, mitzvah, the, the, the consequence the consequence is v'nichrisa, because if you want to be able to have any, an infinite connection, then if you don't go there, then there's no connection at all. It's one or the other. Under far, now he concludes, now that we understand 
that the, that that part of Yitzias Mitzrayim is going the Milo Meishdalshlus Adam that the own person has to go out of his own his own boundaries and therefore he therefore he prepares with Dam Pesach and Dam Mila which are both mitzvahs that are bligvul they're far other gilu from the Laila Kayim Yoyer by Yitzias Mitzrayim and this is why this revelation of Laila Kayim Yoyer that the night should shine like the day. It had to have a primary connection to the mitzvah of Mila. Because this idea that there was such a, a, a high light that came from above that illuminated the night is It is connected. It is it is interconnected with the night shining like day in the Yitz Aveda, which is Aveda of Damila. In other words, not only do I do I have to break the, the limitations of Teda in order in order to uh, uh, a, cause the ability of a Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, but it, I have to break the limitations of Teda with the person breaking their own limitations. Going above their own limitations, and that's with Damila. And therefore, Dafke the Brismila had to be in the Laila Kayim That was our question beginning of Izbav. Why, by the other mitzvahs, by Karm Pesach, do we find um, that, that it was considered Laila, but with regards to Brismila, was considered Yoim? Because Brismila is a mitzvah that takes the person, doesn't even discuss the whole concept that it's by Yoim which is which which is discussed in other sikhs. But um the whole idea of Mila is that it's it's a bris oilam, it's the Mailam Mididavagbala, and therefore, as a preparation in order to go out of Yitzhi Smitzayim, there had to be Mila, which is the Mailam Mididavagbala, done in a Laila Kayim Yoridika way, that it was done in a way that was the Mailam Midida of Tera. Which was able to break the Medidas Vagbalas of Sayyidus, which was able to break the Medidas Vagbalas of Teva, and it was possible for there to be a Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Question incredible. Sivches. Alpizek, Apikol, and now is Eich move on the Achilak and Mitzvah Smilov to Vishen Farmat and Terra and this will also explain the difference in mitzvah mila before matan teira and after matan teira. The remesir inyan from dialogue in mitzvah mila is dafki in their mitzvah mila from far matan teira. We just explained that mitzvah mila is inyan of dialogue. It's inyan of going outside of the person's uh, 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 nature, natural order, the person's own seder aishtalshlus to reach inyan of bris elam. This idea is more applicable with mila before matan teira. Was able to accomplish a jump, a transformation, even of even greater extremes. took the Eden out of the, the, the domain of the negative forces and brought them in to the domain of the holy forces. Within that, it was from the 49th. Gate 49 gates of Tumme to the revelation of the Abish there by uh, in, 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 in all of his glory. This is entirely uh, uh, unrelated, it's entirely unconnected to go from Emtesharit Tumme to the Gilu of Abish there himself. There's no connection whatsoever. That in the river, don't need to change So there are no. There, there are no uh, uh, restraints 
constraints. There are no measurements here. There's no limitations here. You're going from one extreme to the entirely opposite extreme. And therefore, there's no difference between day and night. And that's why before Matan Teira, you can have a bris even at night. But after Matan Teira, there was already an order. There was a system, even though it was an order of Kedusha. So the eternal bris that comes through Mila is also part of this holy seder, this holy system. Therefore, it becomes something that is uh, uh, within the framework of Teda. Therefore, there's differences. Night, night is not allowed and day is allowed because it's already within the system of constraints. But before Martin Teda, there was, it, was, it, was, it was totally unconstrained. And it was a dilugu kvitsa from one extreme to the other extreme. In order 56, he explains if that case, why is Mila Bismana, before Matan Teira, why is Mila Bismana have to be Bayoim? If Bris Mila, if before Matan Teira, we're in a place of Dilug, and therefore there's no Medidivag Balav Yem Velayla, so because of that, Mila Shaloi Bismana could be even by night, at night, then why a Mila Bismana, which, which is learned from Uben Shmei Nasyamim, in Pashlachlacha, which is before Matan Teira, does it have to be during the daytime? So he says in order 56, because it had to affect the world. Because it had to impact the world. And therefore, it had, yeah, even though but since it had to impact therefore, it had to follow a system of day and night. The fact that it's on the eighth day, the fact that you're doing it in a specific time, shows that there is some sort of Seder. The whole of art was that there's no Seder. That before the Matan Teder was higher than Seder. But if it's a Mila Bismana, then you're following some Seder. It's on the eighth day. And therefore... There is some sort of seder and it has to follow as we by day. But Mila Shalev is totally no seder. You're doing it in a random time. It's not following any seder and therefore it could be done at any time because it's in the level of Duluk. See if tested other form of Veda Vipayal, the lesson that we could learn by Veda Vipayal. The Veda Vipayal every level that you're in is a limitation. With regards to the higher level, when a person has to go out of Mitzrayim, he has to go out of his current state to elevate himself into a higher level. You have to know that in order to go out of your limitations, you have there cannot be any constraints. Not even limitations of Tera. Similar to what explains in Tanya. If a person is transgressing the which means he's, he's in Mitzrayim, he's transgressing the Abraham's will. 
He's done it talking chilek shvish and kalos shabekalos uchamudos shabekamudos. There's no difference between what we might consider to be a less severe mitzvah and a more severe mitzvah. But a mitzvah that rots in the alien versus hecher from tamadas afilu from tamadas shalemaylo then all the mitzvahs gleich. On the level of the Abister's Dratzen, the Abister's desire, which is will, which is higher than the than the intellect of the Abister, then all mitzvahs are the same. In other words, when you're talking about the understanding of the specific mitzvah, this mitzvah has this, this accomplishment, this mitzvah accomplishes something else, and therefore each one has a value. But when you go into the Dratzen, I want this, Hashem says, He wants this mitzvah to be done, every mitzvah is, is, is equal. They, they, all, they all have a Dratzen. And this is what draws out from the person who's on a low level that even he should risk his life, should sacrifice his life. I feel if from even on a very small, um, a very small detail that is without making any uh, reckonings, any uh, reasonings, is uh, ready to be made in nefesh. Because when it comes to going higher to the next level, you can't start measuring. You have to go higher than the limitations, even higher than the limitations of Tera. According to Tera, there's a mitzvah that's a chiyuv misa. There's a mitzvah that's a chiyuv, that's uh, a, a love. Uh, uh, obviously, a chiyuv misa is, 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 is more stringent than a chiyuv love. But when you want to go to your, to your next level, you can't start measuring mitzvahs against each other. Because, because you have to go and for sure, you can't measure night and day. You can't measure. You can't make. You can't say it's a difference if, if by the person it's light or if, if he's experienced darkness. It doesn't affect him. The fact that he's tired. That he has various different temptations and, and, and desires. He takes out with a strength. With a supernatural strength, he withdraws his sword and he circumcises himself immediately. What does it mean he circumcises himself? It means he binds himself with the Abister by fulfilling the Abister's Ratzen by with a, a fundamental bond and an eternal bond with the Abister, and that's how he overcomes everything. When a person is trying to grow and he feels temptations, he feels desires, he feels like he's sluggish or tired or not interested so rather than than, than start making cheshbenes what he does is he rises above the cheshbenes and he says and he, and he uses the gvura of his cherev and he says doesn't matter what it takes we're going to do what it takes to to, to, to connect to the abishter and that's how he goes to the next level and 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 weiter and weiter and that's the it's time that a person experiences every day so we started out asking the question why, why didn't the Abister make uh, the Yidden should be mal themselves? And the answer is that Davke, that, 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 that night, the bris had to be Davke at night because it had to be in a state of Laila Kayem Yoyer in a place where the Medidis Vagbalas of Teva don't exist. And it had to be where the Medidis of Teda don't exist. And therefore, according to Teda, the bris has to be by Yoyim. And therefore, Hashem made it in a way that the bris should be at night to rise above the Medidis of Teda. Which is able to break the medidis vagbolas of Zedarayshtalshlus, which is able to break the medidis vagbolas of Teva, so that it could be a yitzis mitzrayim in the manner of dilugukvitsa. And of course, the lesson that we take from this is we too, in our own lives, we have to rise above our challenges 
so that way we don't make any cheshbonus when my nefesh for the Yebush as Ratzin, and this takes us out of our own Mitzrayim, our own Mitzrayim Magbulim, our own limitations, and brings us, to connect us to the Yebush there on a level of Bris Elam, on a level of an eternal connection.